<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what's up, what's up, what's up? You're listening to The Real Film Nerds, starring your main man, Matt Hinshaw. Woo-hoo. Oh, see, I had never used last names until now. You are the first one to use last names. Oh, we weren't doing that. I was okay. just saying Matt and Seth. All right. And your co-host, Seth. Anyway, we're going to... See? We're... <laughs> <laughs> This week, Seth Marquardt. Marquardt. Is that French? It's French German, actually. French thanks German. For us, thanks for asking, Matt. So that means you like your bratwurst wedged in a croissant. Dude, I had this character I used to do. <laughs> God. <laughs> I had this character I used to do. This, like, meathead boy who comes over to his friend's house and spends the night, and the dad cooks him steaks. And he's like, an old pork chip. Thanks for the. Thanks, dad, for your steaks, man. Thanks for the steaks. He's just like a. <laughs> Importantly, little meathead kid. He's thanking his friend's dad for the steaks. Ugh. That's that's us right now. No, I, dude. I am the portly child thanking you, you, you my father, for the steaks. I am not your father. <laughs> you don't know gi- that. I'm not giving you my steak. You don't know that. Uh, guys, hey, the movie did is... See, did you ever see um, the Saturday Night Live sketch, the, uh, uh, the Bears, Chris Farley... It's all those guys. Oh, 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 where the bears are there. Yeah, yeah. They like have heart attacks when they're yeah. like eating the yeah. pork chops. They're eating pork chops <laughs> by like the yeah. pound full. <laughs> yeah, God, right. I love, I love those sketches. Those were so funny. Like they'd have a heart attack. They'd be like, okay, yeah. I'm good. Instead, they're like going like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like, you're all right? Yeah, yeah. Just another just heart a- attack. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, rest in peace, Chris Farley. Oh, man. The movie we're reviewing this fine evening is Hostels. Came out in 2017, starring the legendary one and only Mr. Christian Bale, uh, co-starring alongside him Rosamund Pike, Scott Shepard. Um, let's see if there's anybody else. Dude, you're not even going to say the name main character of the Native American? No. You don't I, even know who no, it no, is, No, no, no. I do know who it is. Hold on a second. Hold on a you're second. You're a racist. Wes Studi. Studi. Wes Studi. He played in Heat. He was the cop in Heat. Take it easy. He's been in a lot of films. He was in The Last of the Mohicans. I'm Stephen A. Smith, and I'm taking over the show. Sorry. Wes, Wes Studi. Yep. And um, Stephen Lang. Let's see. Anybody else? That's pretty much it. And then you have... Uh, who's that guy? Oh, yeah. John Benjamin Hickey. Who is, of course, the ultimate Western bad guy? Yeah, um, damn it, it's not him. <laughs> anyway, hostels. Here's the synopsis, people. In nineteen, in eighteen ninety two, nineteen ninety two, in nineteen ninety five, a legendary. In eighteen ninety two, a legendary army captain reluctantly agrees to escort a Cheyenne chief and his family through dangerous territory. That's the whole synopsis? That's the synopsis. And you know what? I like it. Where the hell did you get that synopsis? That, I'm on IMBD, fa- man. The, the Phantom Thread one was like nine pages. Brother, I told you Phantom Thread was a complicated movie. This one's a little more simple. Why? Because it's a Western and it deals with racism? All right, Matt. You obviously have an opinion <laughs> on it. So I'm going to ask you straight up, brother. What would you think of um, Hostels? I thought it was a very good Western. I enjoyed it. I like. I'm not a huge Western fan. I do have several Westerns that I do enjoy. Another one starring Christian Bale. But um, overall, I thought it was a good film. I thought the cinematography was very well done. The acting was great. Wes Studi killed it. I like Wes Studi. 
it's what have you seen him in? Uh, might be a, might be a little biased because I've met the man a few times when I worked out on the reservation. But uh, where'd you yeah. meet? Where'd you meet him? It was at um, it was one of the trading posts. I don't remember the. the I think it was a celebration of like. 50 years or 100 years or 150 years or something for this trading post out on the res. Jeez. And he came out. And, I mean, this place was literally in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. I mean, the town I was working in was already the middle of nowhere. But this was three and a half hours, four hours away from the middle of nowhere. And this big-time Hollywood actor was out there helping. That's crazy. Signing autographs. Chatting with the people, it was it was pretty wild. That's he's, crazy. He's a very cool dude. So he's he, very down so, to earth. So he is Native American, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, I and that's one I wanted to look it up, but I forgot to look it up. I, I'm pretty sure he's from one of the plains. Hmm. You know, the plains people like the the Cheyenne and the Sioux, and yeah. I don't think he's Navajo or Apache or any of the tribes that are over here in the Southwest. Matt, Matt so. spent um, you've spent a lot of time in the West, so you kind of know. You've de- you've dealt a lot with reservations and Native oh, yeah. Americans and oh, yeah. I mean myself I I never met one till a couple of days ago so go figure was that the movie Feather or Dot Oh <laughs> Dot or Feather Yeah <laughs> Dot or fe- Sorry Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah So you liked it or what, Dots what, not Feathers Yeah That's the other one Which either one whichever one uh, what, what did you I mean It's kind of a unique film in the sense of it it has a certain pacing it it has made somewhat of a I would call it a slow pacing. Um, what did you? I, I mean, disagree. I don't think it was slow. I, I, the only reason I think people are saying because it's reviewers and uh, you know people I've seen comment on Facebook and such has say it's a great movie, it's a great western, but it's slow. I don't think it was slow. It. I mean, there's people dying like every five freaking seconds in this movie. Now I think there was a the pacing was deliberate. Where they have, uh, uh, say, a scene where, you know, they're marching on the trail or riding on the trail or whatever. And then they stop and they have a half hour of dialogue. And then, you know, something erupts. You know, they get raided by the... the yeah, uh, the, the Comanche. The Comanches come out of nowhere and start raiding them. And, you know, yeah, it wasn't big dramatic explosions and all that stuff. But, I mean... One character dies. The other character is badly injured. Two of the Comanches are gone. You know, yeah, that whole action was like five or ten minutes. Mm. But it was peak action. And, you know, that continues throughout it where there's, you know, some really good dialogue, story building, uh, getting to know the characters, and then some action. And that's kind of the how the whole movie went. And the way it opens, too, I really liked the opening of it. Uh, if You know, it opens up to... The cabin and it's it's yes that was that was pretty wild that was pretty wild because I'm um, going into it watching the trailers and things they tease the cabin being burned and the fa- I mean clearly it's the t- the stereotypical Native Americans run up on this family and kill everyone and the only person that lives is one person and everybody else is dead ah oh, dang it and not so again. that's stereotypical for a western but not again what was interesting is that that was the very first scene hmm. which. Set the tone. Set, yeah, it's just it was completely out of nowhere, unexpected, because in the trailer, you know that's throughout, and it clearly seems like that is a major plot point in the trailer. 
but it doesn't come off as this is the opening scene. Yeah, yeah. And it it, it came really organically, and I liked that scene because it just kind of it was there, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom! It just happened. I mean, it just kind of exploded. But I think it set the tone for the rest of the movie as to the setting and the time and what's going on there. Well, that's one thing that trumped me up was the timing of it because after all this happened, it cuts to, you know, um, Christian Bale at the uh, uh, military fort um, talking with one of his soldiers and all that. And so I'm thinking, like, this attack happened and maybe, like, Christian Bale was, like, one of the kids or I don't know, something. I did not think... Oh. That they were going to roll up and like this attack had just happened. You thought it was maybe back in time. Yeah, I thought or... it was. I thought it was foresh- uh n- not foreshadowing, whatever. Yeah, you know like, I mean. like pre-shadowing. Or... Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was a caught yeah. me by surprise that it like just happened and they stumble upon the woman and help her out. Yeah, yeah. See, I, part of me, I, I liked it. But there was part of me that it did kind of feel at times it went from from scene to scene a little aimlessly. And then at the end, the revelation, you know, was it maybe as deep as I wanted it to be? Sometimes I, in those movies, I'm looking for all this hidden symbolism because a lot of the shots were just like still shots, maybe even not a lot of words said. Like they're sitting out in that meadow, remember? Yeah. If you remember one scene, he's sitting out there, oh, she yeah. comes and sits with him. Like, what was the point of that scene? Sometimes I'm always trying to get, like, a meaning out of the scene. And well. Maybe you shouldn't do that, but. Well, that whole scene where they're sitting in the meadow and everything, that came after, um, fairly close after, when I would say one of the, one of the secondary characters, definitely to Christian Bale's character as the most second most important to him, that was after the soldier that he's talking with is, you know, kills himself. He hunts down the escaped prisoner and then he right. kills himself. Right. And so that scene comes after that. And Christian Bale's having a moment by himself and she rolls up and kind of tries to comfort him and stuff. That's so, that so explain up to that. So basically Christian Bale, he's in the military base. He's assigned to basically escort this old not a command sheet. No, Different... Cheyenne. Cheyenne. He was a he was a, uh, a Cheyenne uh, a chief of a tribe that had been in captivity, according to the film, for seven years, and so he's clearly you know he's older. He's on his way out, and this is kind of them him going back to his homeland to yeah die. Die, peace. I guess yeah, you would say. I mean, he's, he's sick. Really he has going cancer. To... He's not really he's going sick. to flourish, you know. He's old. Dr. His, Oz came and inspected him. He had yeah. a bad cough. He's Oz out. said he's, yeah. He's out. Oz said he couldn't make the and, show. And so. Poor bastard. But the twist is that Christian Bale is this hardcore Native American hunter and has been slaughtering Native Americans pretty much his whole 20 ish. They don't say exactly how many he, years he, he came was in, out of the womb, but 20 ish years with of a, a military career. Yeah, just slaughtering Native just Americans, making it happen. He was man. at, you know, um, Battle Vunani, which is a f- very infamous battle. And that supposedly is the one where this chief was at as well. Right. And they both saw each other doing horrible things and slaughtering people and stuff. And so, but, yeah. yeah, the whole film is the journey of getting this chief back to his homeland, which is in Montana. Yeah. And the the fort is in New Mexico. 
So so it's a so. New Mexico to Mon- Montana trip, and yeah. and and it honestly kind of details that painstaking journey. I mean, part of me, oh yeah, the, part of me did it. I'm going to stop saying whether I loved it or not, listeners. I'm just going to say what I think. It was slow in the sense of it 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 marked and recorded that painstaking journey and sometimes even la- you know testing my patience at times where I was wondering what is going on, but it really did do a good job of understanding the length of the journey, what went on during the journey. It was just yeah, it got it got kind of well, you know, one tedious. Thing, the one thing I liked, I mean, uh, you know, I probably should continue with arguing against that it was tedious. But the you. one thing I really liked was that I think they might have actually filmed right. it in most of these states because, I mean, I don't know how much of the Southwest. I know you've been to Colorado and probably through New Mexico and stuff like that. But this journey full on looks like, you know. When they're in New Mexico, it looks like New Mexico. When they're in Colorado, it looks like Colorado. When they're in Montana, it looks like Montana. It doesn't look like they shot the whole movie in New Mexico, which 90% of Westerns are shot in now. Like, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the Westerns that are more recent Westerns that are based in Arizona were shot in New Mexico. Is that true? Oh, yeah. 310 to Yuma, shot entirely in New Mexico. That whole area where... 310 to Unima happened is where I grew up. It does not look like that whatsoever. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I really enjoyed. Was was that the it was cinematography. shot? Cinematography. It, it, it they, they were it, doing the right locations, in it, my opinion. And it was shot on site. I, I, I'm it, not sure if it was. I didn't stay for the very end credits, but yeah. I it, to me, it felt like it. Cinematography was beautiful. So, yeah. I mean, there yeah. were big, grandiose scenes and, you know. Yeah, how do you think? How do you think Christian Bale did? Uh, I'm not going to say it was his best work, but I thought he did a very good job. I mean, he clearly comes off as a broken man, uh, teetering on uh, almost psychotic, for sure, because you know, 20 years of slaughtering people. I don't care if you think you're in the right or in the wrong. Just 20 years of killing people is going to have a toll on you. Yeah, that's you know? right. That's right. Totally. So, yeah, he. I thought he he was pretty. It, it wasn't his best role I've seen him do. It was kind of a kind of a simple role. He was just stoic and hard faced, and you know, kind of kind of a oh, simple yeah. role for him. But but I liked it. I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought she did a great job. Uh, whatever her name is, Chris Chrisman Pike, or she was in Gone Girl. Yes, uh, I don't remember Ro- her name. But Rosamund yeah. Pike. I, Rosamund I, or Rosamond. I th- I thought she did a great job. I mean, she's she hasn't been in a she's whole a lot good, of stuff. You know what? She's a good actress. She I, killed it. I first saw her. She was in Pride and Prejudice. That's right. She was the sister of Dear Lily. Or, uh, yeah, she was the sister of the main character. And then she was in Jack Reacher. If you remember that. She you was know the, the movie I remember her from? What's that? Let's see if it's on your IMDb on your iPad that you're reading right now. Cheater. Okay. Doom. Hold on. I love Doom. I love the video game. I had to see the movie. The movie was just a hot mess. But I specifically remember her from Doom. I'm not seeing it, Matt. Oh, she's in there. Doom, huh? Yep. With The Rock. I don't... I don't... Oh, yeah. There she is. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Who's right again? Yeah, yeah. Not Seth. She was. Yeah, but she did a great job. She's really a great actress. She did. I thought she did real well. Um, Dude, the whole scene. You know, right it's... after all her family is slaughtered, and she's like reluctantly like trying to bury them and stuff, and she's losing her mind. I mean, she's clearly going. You know, going you know, I, I've been holding back. The movie was slow and it was kind of boring. Okay. The scenes were somewhat meaningless. A lot of those scenes were just meaningless. They didn't have any substance. They didn't tell a story. They were just out in the wilderness looking at the sky. I'm sorry. It was a little slow. Well, and then he gets see. 16 minutes in and Seth finally gets real. Yep. That's right, guys. That's what's going to take. I'm starting to understand my true identity on this thing. And that is, I'm just going to tell it like it is. It was a little slow. Like I liked it, but there were a lot of, part of, a lot of the part scenes were just like, all right, what what did that mean? What does that mean? Like, again, a scene tells a story. What are you trying to tell me through that? Like the what direct- scene? There were a lot of scenes that just... Give me an example. Come on. Okay, the meadow scene. I already she, explained that one. She, well, I, I didn't see that. She comes out, sits down with them, and they just kind of stare out in the meadow. I, that scene, uh, the one where, uh, you know, they're sleeping next to each other in the tent, and now they do huddle up and eventually Dude, hug he- there. She's trying to comfort him. She's trying to comfort him, even though I don't think she he wanted lost. to be comforted. She, I think he's a bad boy. I think he want. He's a rough guy. He's a Harley guy. He wanted to just Harley be a Harley guy. No, he's definitely he's a, riding he's a, a free horse, rider, but not an iron horse. Dude, he dude that guy. If that guy was living today, he'd be riding a Harley V twin. Sure, he'd be riding more. Chapa, <laughs> Chapa. But yeah, he'd be. In. Hog heaven here. I don't know, dude. Uh, I thought it was... I didn't think it was slow at all. I thought it was solid. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was a good movie. Say what you will, man. She was trying to break through that hardened killer persona, even though that she just witnessed her husband and her three children get slaughtered. Clearly, she's still in love with her family and everything. So I don't think it was a romantic... You know, I need to get me some Christian Bale action. It was, you know, I know you're hurting. I understand you're hurting. I literally just went through this hurt. Let me try and help you out. Yeah, but I, I don't it's know. It's subtle. It's subtle. But that's what I read. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd have to honestly, again, it's it's a movie I would recommend seeing twice because you're going to pick up stuff on the second time. I know that that I missed. Well, you liked it enough to want to see it twice, so... Well, no, I did see it twice. I've only seen it once. Well, you want to see it twice. Well, after this discussion, I absolutely do, because I know that that movie is riddled with a bunch of scenes that have no meaning, that don't add to the story. They're just put in there for some sort of directorial, visionary effect. And I, frankly, am taking a stand against it. I sound like Newman over here. (laughs) Hello, Jerry. Great. Well, at least, you know, now the Seinfeld reference is coming. Hello, Jerry. I, I figured we would have <laughs> Hello, gotten, Newman. <laughs> I figured we would have gotten through a few more episodes before that. What a great hey, show. Whatever. Who's your favorite character in Seinfeld? Do you have a favorite character? I feel like you'd be Frank Costanza because you're kind of nope. an old grumpy. Nope. <laughs> well, I got one better. Oh, no. I can't think of his name, though. But uh, Costanza's Pops. That's Frank. Frank, Frank Costanza? Costanza? That's him, yeah. George is the son. Yeah. 
So yeah, Frank yeah, Costanza. Yeah. Was hey, my I called it. I yeah, I love Frank Costanza. I mean, if any anybody that knows me knows that I'm a solid believer in Festivus. <laughs> Festivus, <laughs> a Festivus for the rest of us. Damn right. You I know have what? meatloaf. I do the pizza <laughs> streak with my dog. I sit there and yell at my dog about how terrible he is. All the times he pooed on my carpet and peed and chased that rabbit without me saying, go ahead. Gosh. I just let him have it. Oh, boy, you're sick. That's so funny, though. That really is a Festivus for the rest of us. I'm actually looking up. uh... (laughs) I'm looking up George quotes or or, or Frank quotes. Jerry, it's Frank Costanza. Steinbrenner's here. George is dead. Call me back. He's leaving yeah, a message for Jerry. I remember that one. Oh, my gosh. All right, gosh. so back, 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 back. <laughs> to They're all chickens. The rooster has sex with all of them. That's perverse. <laughs> I could go all day with this. Don't so, get me going. Hostiles, this is why, people, you need to surf responsibly. Do not surf the Internet unsupervised. <laughs> this is why you have parent parental locks on things. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have given him my Wi-Fi Frank, you know, password. He, he, what a what a funny show, though. That really was a – he was the best. See, you just want to do a whole podcast on Seinfeld. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm thinking, you know what we could do? We could just put on a Seinfeld because they're like 25 minutes. Just watch it and talk over it. Dude, do you realize we're having a hard enough time getting this podcast recorded, let alone doing a second one? Hey, they could be all part of it, uh, included whoa, in the feature. whoa. There's no format here. The, the, the listeners want more. It's called they want... the Real Film Podcast. The Real Film Nerds Podcast. The Real Film Nerds Podcast. Not, I love Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> and I am obsessed with him and quote him constantly at the Office Podcast. All right. All right. Fair enough. So what do you think then? What I mean, hostels. Any, anything you, you can add to it? Any more insight? Anything that just... Well, strikes you. you know, one that bothered me, and this is just getting semantics, but they're in New Mexico when the Comanches attack them. But if I'm not mistaken, the Comanches are would typically not be in New Mexico. Oh, damn it, man. They would have been elsewhere. Oh, God. Why would... Oh, God. Help us. Okay, fine. You want to go there? We'll go there. Hollywood said this movie... People are saying this movie is very political because at the end of the movie... Christian Bale is confronted by four men where they're trying to bury the chief. And the four men are saying, you know, get off my land. They pull guns. They're going to kill him. And Christian Bale, who's done nothing but hated this man pretty much his entire military career, is now fighting to bury this man on the Native American chief. He defends him. He defends him. He defends him after all the things he's done and basically through the whole movie about arguing about how he killed all his friends and killed him on the inside and all this other stuff. And so clearly what Hollywood or people, reviewers and the general public are saying is that Hollywood is trying to put a spin on it and say, you know, that we shouldn't be on this land and we stole it from the Native Americans and all this other crap. And you agree with those things? Eh, No. I don't think... I feel that that whole scene is a pivotal part to the movie. I feel that 
you know Christian Bale's a broken man. You know he's this hardcore killer. He's getting on the point of being psychotic when the colonel comes in and asks him to go on this journey and take yeah. the chief and everyone to Montana back home and Take all his chiefness and uh, run away with it. And I think all the things he experiences from the very first of the house being burned down and the family being right. killed all the way to the end just changes him, maybe not dramatically, but it changed him enough to want to defend the honor of this man. He sees it as... You know, yes, this guy has been my enemy for a long time. These people are been my enemy forever. But he starts realizing that they're people too, that they want to, you know, just live their lives and be happy as well. And they just want to be where home and where they want to be. And I think it takes him this journey to realize that mm. and him losing his best friend and losing his other soldier friend and you know, all these horrible things that happen on this journey and good things that happen on the journey. Yeah. And I think that's what it takes him to finally make, maybe not snap him, but make him go from being psychotic to bringing him back into reality. Mm-hmm. It, ca- it kind of brought some I, humanity to him. I don't think it was a political statement at all, but... Charlie Rose. I'm not, you know, I'm not in Hollywood either. I'm just a normal schlub you're just a you're just a great guy is what you are we love him we so love we, we around the studio we love this guy he's the man was around it, the team he's the man is it political yeah is this movie political y- yeah i think Does it, it make you want to go out and give up your house i think it has political undertones i think it's being done in a time that it's kind of a hot topic you know but this everything's whole... a hot topic right now everything is pc or not pc or this or that or i know it's gotten crazy I'm sick what of the hell. Why yeah. can't you just be normal people? Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Why so can't what you? If I say something that offends you. Sorry. You know? Well, but you know what? People have probably always been PC. We just now have the technology to every you can hear everybody's opinion so quickly. That's why I, social media for me is just I just don't want to hear that many opinions, man. Unless, I hear enough. Unless you want to check us out at Real yeah. film before nerds. I dog it before I totally dog it. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> it's like the the dying man's plea. Give us a follow, will you? Give us a follow. I'm gonna die. In Be the one morning. of our eleven. <laughs> We're, we're staying around 11, baby. My, uh, when we did a, uh, well, you know, it's bad when, when your <laughs> co-host will not even like your Facebook page. Hey, don't give me crap, man. I'm a millennial. I do Instagram. No, Sue you're me. a millennial. You do snap. No, I don't do snap. Actually. I'm cool for that. I'm too cool for snap. So what's the next big so, social media uh, millennial? Oh man. I don't know. I, you know, I don't keep up with that. Honestly, I don't, I don't really actually love it that much. So. But I post enough. Those who follow me, not on Facebook. I don't, I don't even know my username. That's pretty sad. Hostel at Seth Marcourt. Is it? But it's I got an underscore. No, there it's somewhere. probably like at Sethy Q Baby sixty nine. Good one, Matt. Funny, Matt. <laughs> right now I'm looking like Robert De Niro and analyze this. Pissed, pissed. I tell you, pissed. I tell you. Um, All right. So well, Seth. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, yeah, there were some political 
it, it kind of felt like that. But I like your point. You know what? You you brought some. You, you shed some light on uh on the movie for me because I came out of it honestly. I saw it by myself. I came out of it not loving it. In fact, I was like, gosh, that kind of sucked. As of course, you let the movie marinate a little bit. And you think about it. And again, I I'm gonna go see it a second time. Um, it it does have some depth, and you know what he really did. It kind of almost, and now that I look at it, was a journey of kind of making him human again and softening him. And he kind of he kind of realized that the other side of oh the well. en- he realized that the enemy too, like you said, they matter and they have honor and they've done horrible things, but he's done horrible things and. And, uh, I, I would I would knock the softening thing because as you remember, the very last action he why does can't you in just that agree film with me? Be, besides hop on a train, is brutally murder one of those guys with his bare hands. Brutally murder who? One of the uh, one of the ranchers. Yeah, the ranchers. Yeah, well, but he I, doesn't just he has the opportunity. I mean a softening of the him. heart. I he mean he walks up there and he just guts him like a I fish. I I mean a softening of the heart. I don't mean a softening of maybe he's not gonna still if he's gotta get down and dirty, kill well, somebody. I think it makes it maybe not so much of the heart, it's more, you know, he starts becoming a human being again instead of being this you know, death monster or death machine. So his heart was softened? Cracker Barrel, son of a beep! We have bleep what? out buttons. What? No, we don't. <laughs> Hostels. All right, so, Seth, let's go back to our rating system. One out of five film reels. Where do you put Hostels? I tell you what, I'm already struggling with the five systems. I feel like we, we probably need to do a ten. No, no. One out of five, you could do halves. You can do halves. Okay, you can do halves. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Why can't you do halves? I like that. Yeah. Okay. Good. You can good, do quarters, good, good. and you can do halves. Let's See, you do just that. actually multi- you just gave me that ten point system. See, it was five, and now you you added halves. You gave me a ten. See. So it's actually a ten point system. So in that case, I'm giving it a six out of ten. Seth, it's too no, late I'm just for kidding. math. Stop doing math. I'm just kidding. That was sharp math. That, he's sharp. That kid's sharp. Remember departed. Oh man, that's a good one. We should we should do that next after this. Departed, dude. There are so many films. We got. Know. We're gonna have some episodes. Unlimited the amounts of time. Is, is getting you out to be able to record our said real podcast film nerd podcast. I'm giving it a three. I'm giving it. I'm giving it a three out of five. Three out of five. Three out of five. Matt. All right. All right. I know what you're giving it. What? How many film reels am I giving it? Four. No. I was going to go three and a half. Dang it. Three and a half reels out of five. Nice. It was a solid film. It was a solid effort. It's, you know, like you even said yourself, not Christian Bale's best work. Uh, the, the audio was great. The cinematography was great. I liked the story. Um, you know, I I put it in the world of like westerns like you know another christian bale flick i mean i loved 310 to you my 310 to you was great a modern incredible western that was but i mean even when you put it next to one of the best westerns of all time the good the bad the ugly it's just you know well that's there but it's not there that's a that's a that's an opinion best western of all time good bad the ugly no i said one of the best westerns of all time yeah I'm not saying I I enjoy the that's good, the bad, the ugly. That's a slow movie, man. Oh well, yeah, that's 
And you know me, man. I know. I like them. But, man, that one, you got to be you got to be prepared for the long haul with that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, Talk yeah. about that director. That guy could shoot a scene that lasted, wouldn't even cut a camera angle. But that is credited as one of the best, you know, yeah, westerns in our day. Yeah. It's the good, the bad, the ugly. Did you ever so. see Pale Rider? Uh, Clint Eastwood, Pale Rider? If I have, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah, it's a, just another one of his westerns, but it's a good it's a good one. All right, so three and a half reels, three reels. Three reels, solid. I say go check it out if you like westerns. If you don't like westerns, just uh, wait until Blu-ray. Maybe check it out there. If you're a Christian Bale fan, you know, definitely rent it, stream it, whatever. I, I, I would do it. I, I would definitely watch it. So Definitely see it. Again, check us out on the social medias, at Real Film Nerds. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Seth, you got anything else? You can else? tell your friends. We're I tell you what, we're keeping it about 30 minutes an episode here, people. So you're welcome for the consistency, and we'll continue to do our best to maintain it. Signing off. Unless from... you really want to hear more <laughs> of us. Yeah, gosh. You know, comment. Let us know. Send us an email. You know, that's the other one. We should We should give out our email addresses. You know, we have Seth. At realfilmnerds.com. Don't email me. And mine is Matt at realfilmnerds.com. You can email, email us. You, no, you can email Seth. He will read it. He will respond. And he will say, would you like to buy a house? I got nothing for you guys unless it's nice. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. If it's going to be mean, I ain't going to read it. I ain't going to look at it. Although I have to read it to determine if it's good or bad. So, See? Catch so 22. There you, go. there you go. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Subscribe, share, do your thing, and uh, wait for the next episode. The Real Film Nerds, signing off. (laughs) Goodbye. Peace.